welcome to the Brews Room on St. Brewis Radio, a weekly discussion of craft beer trends, culture, and brewing. Come join Jeff Britton, owner of Exit 6 Brewery in Cottleville, his brewmaster Justin Helm, Kyle Dent, owner of Shamrock's Pub and Grill in St. Charles, and beer enthusiast Mark Arminio. The Brews Room, alcohol by volume. We are back. Welcome back to the Brews Room. Hey. Hello. Year and a half later, here we are. Man. Everyone's here on time. Sort of. It's because we start recording at 10 o'clock. We can also record whenever we want to start, so we we can just wait on you every week. The freedom that we have now is unbelievable. (laughs) Fuck, shit, balls. See, let's just get all that right out. (laughs) You don't have to take advantage of the situation. (laughs) Celebrate (laughs) Celebrate it. Yeah, Yeah, celebrate it. Uh, so I guess we should uh, thank St. Brewis, first of all, for letting us uh, do this again, hosted on their on their dime. Yeah. Pretty sure that's all they have. I mean, they, they, brought the fam- anyway, so. they brought the, the Brews Room family back together. They did. They gave us motivation. I never thought I'd be sitting here with you three assholes again. You do this literally every Monday. <laughs> this is exactly what we do. They're just microphones in front of us now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. So I don't know. Like, you've not been able to believe that we're back together. Like, you couldn't believe microphones exist? <laughs> No, I mean, I just, <laughs> I mean, the whole headphone thing is just, maybe we should just not have microphones in front of us and sit with headphones all the time and talk. Okay. All right, so let's start here. Welcome back to the Brews Room. Uh, for the uninitiated, we were formerly a beer podcast on a internet-only radio station, which shall remain nameless because it doesn't exist anymore. <clears throat> talk STL. Talk yeah. STL. Uh, we did a bunch of podcasts for about a year, and then went we through stopped. a horrible Oasis Brothers-style breakup where we didn't speak to each other for six months, mostly because everyone wanted to bang Kyle's wife, and the sexual <laughs> tension was palpable. palpable. Pa- drove us apart. Only one of us actually did, but... It was me, though. <laughs> uh, so after uh, uh, group therapy and years of soul-searching, uh, one of us converted to Judaism. Uh, Who was it? You. Oh. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> just in case you know, that's Yamaka Justin over in the corner. I just did it for the joke, so. Stick a little full ride. <laughs> we are back, hosted by St. Brewis Radio. We are going to be a weekly podcast talking about everything beer-related, as well as just whatever the There's going to be a lot of other bullshit. Yeah. So. We really don't talk about beer that we much. Tried. We, we tried. We tried. Remember, yeah. when we started out, we really wanted to focus just on beer. We were going to have theme weeks and everything. We had, like, style of the week every week. <laughs> I say every week, but it was, like, three times. Uh, did we make it a baker's dozen with that format? I don't, I don't know don't if we did. So. <laughs> I, I don't think we did. It just wasn't as fun. That's not what this group's about. This group is... But we uh, also kind of ran... Like, it was one of those things like, hey, let's talk about brown ales. And you know, I mean, there, there are a fine number of brown ales we could get our hands on and talk about and drink and yes. do an entire show about them. I mean, at a certain point, it's just a brown ale. Like, it's... You know, the, I think the biggest difference now is that I don't feel like we need to educate the general population. I think... I mean, I think it's grown a lot. But, I mean, most people that are listening to us or are in our area... I, I, I mean, how many people don't drink craft beer? Uh, twelve, three, three? so yeah. between three and twelve. <laughs> I was going to say nine. So that, that, perfect. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Though I think you know, like we've got some. Uh, I don't want to say fun beers, uh, but they wouldn't be like <laughs> stuff we would normally would. drink. Uh, but we're going to drink them today because we found them in my garage last night at our uh, Memorial Day barbecue, and we said, you know, it would be awesome. Uh, and no one said drink these beers on the show, but I brought them anyway, so we're going to enjoy. I was actually really looking forward to, to getting the band back together and starting this and, and drinking some good beer. 
this took the wind out of my sails a little bit, <laughs> knowing what we're going to do. <laughs> can we change the lineup? <laughs> I, it's too late now. I we don't think so. We don't have a beer sponsorship yet, so if uh, anybody listening wants to. Uh, but I think you bring up an interesting, interesting question. What, would, what do you imagine? How do you imagine the craft beer world has shifted in the last, when was the last time we did a show? Year and a half? Two years? I think it was February of last February year. February of last February year. February of last year. So a year and change. I mean, what do you imagine? Because I think you're right. I think a lot more people are educated. I think a lot more people are savvy consumers. But what do you imagine has changed in the last even year since we stopped doing the last podcast and started doing I, this one? I don't know that I'd go so far as to say people are more educated because of the influx in people that are actually still getting into this sure. this world of ours. So I think there is, are as almost as many newbies and people that don't know anything about it as there are people that know quite a bit. And I think a lot of our listeners are probably further along than the average beer consumer, the average craft beer consumer. I mean, that's just but. the nature. I mean, if you're the type of person that's going to listen to a podcast about craft brew you probably have some experience drinking craft and you probably beer. shouldn't listen like, to us no <laughs> no that's just good advice for everybody in all walks of life i mean you can tell a big difference you know in the brewery here with clientele especially exit in six. the last year uh yeah i guess we should say where we're at exit six we're in exit six right now yeah that's we should probably explain that the audio quality might not be nearly as good as as the previous edition of the brews room because we had professional equipment and a professional recording studio sound studio and now we're connected to my laptop, uh, sitting in the bar, surrounded by concrete and steel. So we'll get it worked out. Yeah. yeah. Can, uh, before we go, for, I think we should, for the people that don't know, I, we probably should run over what the hell we do. Oh, you mean for jobs? I mean, like why? <laughs> why we Can do we this? Cover that in the intro? No. I mean, yeah, kinda. But I mean, I like our story. I mean, we, we haven't been on for a long time. So why don't you start? Just tell everybody a little about yourself. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Kyle. He's a Capricorn. He enjoys pina coladas and long walks on the beach. Uh, I own the rain. Hitler. Uh, uh, five minutes, 51 seconds. I can't believe I was the one that broke the Hitler story. You make one Hitler joke once a, a week. A show. <laughs> you never hear the end of it. So, yeah, so uh, I, uh, I own Shamrock's Pub and Grill in St. Peter's, and uh, we've been there five and a half years, and we... Um, have 30 taps. Uh, we do a lot with charity, and uh, I don't know. It's it's it's. I, I feel like me and Jeff. I mean, Jeff really helped me get going. But me, yeah, Exit Six and Shamrock's been a huge part of the craft beer community in St. Charles and really helped it grow. So uh, that's like kind of like our influence. So, uh, and want to show everybody what you do on every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night. Oh yeah, I do beer school. Which so, is, so, awesome. yeah, so for seven, from 7.30 to 9 every Tuesday, we uh, bring everybody in. It's completely free. You get four four-ounce samples for free. It's a different brewery, and uh, you get to learn about beer and hops and, you know, everything that's involved. And, and it's kind of like the show, but good and we get educational. <laughs> With competent professionals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Kyle teaching I don't the talk, class, yeah, by the way. It's actually very clear. It's industry professionals, Kyle. yes, distributors or people from the brewery. <laughs> I just organize it. That's yeah. it. He's really good at putting things together. Talking though, not so much. No, you guys will. You guys will get that. Pick that up pretty quick. Hi, <laughs> Kyle. This beer school. You drink. Bye. <laughs> Jeff, do you want to tell everybody? Yeah, I'm Jeff. I own Exit Six. We're a microbrewery in St. Charles that serves us nothing but craft beer. Odds are you probably already know that because you're listening to us. So. <laughs> Justin, uh, I'm Justin. 
brewmaster at Exit 6. Um, so I make all the stuff you come in and drink. Well, not all of it. Five of the beers on our uh, out of our 26 uh, made-in house here. Uh, and chances are uh, I'm here, Jeff's here. You can come in and talk to any of us, either of us, about beer. Um, you know, I got started as a home brewer like most guys in the industry do. Uh, for some reason, Jeff took a liking to me and let me come and hang out and brew with him. And uh, I learned a little bit. And uh, he said, well, a little bit's all you need to make beer at Exit 6. So uh, I took over. And uh, it's been um, celebrating my five-year anniversary here in a couple of months. So, Awesome. Uh, I'm Mark Arminio. I, uh, I'm the beer enthusiast. I own a couple of companies in town, St. Louis Casino Party and Questionable Pursuits. Uh, the Questionable Pursuits business does live trivia shows. I do one at Shamrocks every Monday and Wednesday at 7 and 8 o'clock, respectively. Um, that's pretty much it for my end. <laughs> <laughs> so really together, we put together a team of fairly knowledgeable beer people. They couldn't make it, so we're doing the show now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've been, I've, I've known Mark forever, and uh, yeah, if you guys like trivia, you should come play at his place, uh, with him at Kyle's place, because it's a good time. And there's cash prizes in, involved. Gift cards, not Gift cash. cards. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving cash away now, guys. Nah, nah. <laughs> for you four listeners, I got 20 bucks for you. Walk up this aisle and say, cash please. Nice. He's legally required to give you $20 cash right on the spot. It's the dent guarantee. <laughs> Uh, well, this is a beer show, supposed to be anyway, so we should probably uh, open a beer. Crack one open? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> no, the first one's good. I brought the first one. Are we doing this one first? Yeah. All right. I think it's a Pilsner. That's fine. This is uh, Light Beam from Bearded Iris Brewing in Nashville. Uh, it has a pretty nondescript label, except it says Keller pineapple and lasers on it. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like it's going to be awesome. Wait, it says it has lasers in it? I don't know if that's an ingredient list or just things that they like. <laughs> I, too, like lasers. <laughs> and I like the pineapple. <laughs> so it's a, a I like bearded irises, so it works. <laughs> did, did you guys see the brewery in Denmark that's coming out with Pissner? It's a pilsner that's made with piss. Oh, nah, I could go without not, that. Not really made with piss. They, they, they kind of sell it a little more than what it is. But what they did, they had some music festival in Denmark, and they collected the piss of the concert goers and watered their uh, grain with it. Huh. Look, look, beer, beer. Oh, thank you. I was just enamored by your yeah, so they, uh, pee story. No, they're uh, they're selling Pissner, and the I don't know I don't remember if it's the hops or the grains. I'm pretty sure it's the grain is watered or fertilized with the urine of the music festival goers. So our good friend Jeff Britton, owner of Exit Six Beer Brewery in Cottleville, has said that when he dies, he wants to be cremated, and he wants his remains, a little bit of his ashes, thrown into a beer, and he wants all of us to drink it. I would still drink the piss beer before I drank your ash beer. Absolutely, it hurts me, Mark. It, sorry, sorry. Justin, sorry. you said you would do it, right? You would drink Jeff's... I think because if I don't, somehow, even though he doesn't believe His in an afterlife, he's going to figure out like a way to come and ruin the rest of my you? existence until I drink his beer. This You're going to drink human remains, the ashes of human remains, because you think ghosts? What's, because you believe in ghosts? What's one bodily solid compared to bodily fluids? Like... 
I'm going to tell you that this the same. <laughs> so I would rather when D- Jeff dies, his cold dead body is laying there. I would rather cut off part of his beard. Put it on a hamburger and eat his beard. You want to eat face pube that burger? That is the ninth creepiest thing you've ever said. I would rather eat that. that. You're going to eat a dead body. It's not eating a dead body. Yes, it is. It's drinking, drinking for a dead yeah. body. Drinking. It's, a, you would rather, it's just some carbon and... I have two long-haired dogs. And I eat hair all the time. It's been boiled. <laughs> I mean, it's sterile. It is sterile. That's, I don't know. That, that's not the point that they're, uh, they're arguing against, I don't think, is the sterility of the beer. This beer is good, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't even tried it yet. I, I thought of another thing that I want to take place at my funeral. You I, can't just I, keep adding shit to us. I, I shouldn't say that I thought of it. I actually saw it on a YouTube video today. That <laughs> but, I love that you just trolled the internet looking for shit for your wake. But it's a brilliant idea, and I think I can count on you guys to do it for me. You're this assuming, by the way, that we're going to be invited after one of us kills you. Like, are we still invited to the funeral? If oh, we're yeah. the, Okay. No, for sure. I, oh, okay. I, I'm sorry I have it coming. Uh it was some comedian who was talking about a 14-year-old kid that was Oh, a I was going to tell his. this story. <laughs> yeah. The, this 14-year-old was, was really into comedy. He was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, one of his final wishes was to meet this comedian. And so comedian came and met him. And to try and make a longer story short, he said that he wanted the people... The kid said he wanted people at his funeral to dress up as various characters. And he asked that his and dad... And he got to pick him. Yeah, yeah. He asked that his dad be dressed as Death, and anytime somebody yeah. coughed, he would stand up and point at him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be great if I could get all you guys to dress as Death, and anytime somebody interrupts the wake, you just all point at him. Can I can I finish the story? <laughs> Please. Are you, are you, I didn't know if you were going to keep going. No, I, I this can't. Next, you stop it there. Finish the story. This yeah, next segment okay. is going to be brought to you by Chisel and Chucks. Just a heads up for <laughs> so. For the comedian, he said, will you come to my funeral? And the guy was kind of like freaked out. And he said, okay, you have to dress in a costume when you come. And he said, I want you to dress like a penis. So he has this huge penis costume that, that he put on. He goes, but he goes, if this isn't true, if this, this would be the greatest prank anyone ever played on anybody. <laughs> if the guy walked in to the funeral and everybody's in black suits and he walks in with this huge... <laughs> Did his and, family know that this was going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, because so, so that would have been even they, better. They bring the costume <laughs> out on stage, and I mean, this is like an auditorium. Yeah, no, it's, this it's becomes a special. stand-up comedian. Yeah, it's like it's he, like Chris Rock. Oh, I thought he was at the funeral dressed as the penis. British. No, no, no. Oh. He's supposed the kid's to, yeah. not dead yet. Yeah. He's talking to the comedian and giving his like last. Wishes. Okay, I got gotcha. you. The comedian says, "You have to write a letter." saying that this is what you wanted so that if anybody looks at me funny, you know, he's like, I can't imagine being the last one there. The door creaks open and here comes this six foot cock walking in. <laughs> so then he, he fin- it keeps going and basically the kid gets on his deathbed and he's got three days to live and all of a sudden he starts to feel better and they go to test him and the cancer's gone. So he said, so he goes to the kid and he says, I, for I'm getting ready to do my special. I want to bring you up on stage to finish the night. And he was like, fuck yeah. So he goes, how old was the kid? 14. Okay. He goes, what do you want me to wear? And he goes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So they bring the 14 year old kid out in this cock costume. (laughs) It was awesome. What's the comedian's name? I don't know. It's uh, Uh, something Ali or or, or, Oli. I was like Charles Russell. No, no, no. I'll look it up. 
That's funny. Mark's on it already. Russell Howard, something. Is Russell in there? I don't know. Name Russell Howard, Russell. yeah. That yeah. Hey, oh, it's the guy who shared it, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all I had to search was British comedian penis cancer, and that's where, uh, that's where it got us. So. <laughs> that's forever in your search history now. <laughs> it's actually pretty, pretty low on the things I'd be embarrassed yeah, about if you really went to my browser true. history. <laughs> uh, so I was just looking up the uh, reviews for this beer, and they're all really good. I agree, this beer's really tasty. Nashville? Spruce in Nashville. Nashville, yeah. It says... Uh, Super fresh. This is our first hoppy Keller Pills. Uh, radiates Vic Secret and Pulses Citra. Energizing your palate at the speed of, well, you know what? A laser? <laughs> laser? I guess lasers. <laughs> hmm. I really yeah, enjoy the lasers in my beer. Now. Yeah. They should have put that on the can. Bah. Bearded mm-hmm. Iris is well, actually could... a flower. I didn't know that. I thought it was a v- nickname for a vagina. Like a bearded clam. Yeah. Bearded or, dragon. Uh, what's the, <laughs> no, what's the movie with fun. the Minotaur or the the <laughs> role models? Role models. What did you call them? Minotaur. The wizard sleeve. Sparkling eye. <laughs> no, yeah. Whispering eye. Whispering <laughs> eye. That's what I think of when I hear bearded tell, iris. Tell him it's her whispering eye. <laughs> it needs vagina. <laughs> uh, oh, McLovin. Yeah. I, I really like that movie. Me too. I, I, it's, yeah. It is just. It. I don't know. It's really well done. It's only like the fourth best Sean William Scott movie, though, right? And like the ninth best Paul Rudd movie. <laughs> well, you would know. You guys are best friends. We are BFFs. <laughs> the, the other thing that you guys will get to know is that Mark is surrounding himself with two. I have D- two. D-list celebrities <laughs> his whole entire life. I wouldn't call Paul Rudd a D-lister. At least not to his face. I didn't want him to do him. I won't. Actually, he's pretty small. I don't, I, maybe I would call it to his face. I don't know. He was Ant-Man. <laughs> what the fuck is Ant-Man? It's a superhero. So like, that's a real thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Justin's a nerd, and he doesn't know anything about it. It's like Spider-Man. I know, I know, I know ants. about ants. Part of the Avengers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. He, he's a superhero the size of an ant. How do you not know this? I've never even I seen the yeah. movie. You really I don't know Ant-Man? Either. I don't, I don't get, like, we, we were talking about this the other day. Like, I've seen one of the Marvel. 72 Marvel comic, comic movies that have been out. Why? I don't know. I just, They're great. I don't watch a lot of movies. Was it Elektra? Unless there's <laughs> naked chicks doing stuff to each other. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Not really Marvel's thing. I'm it could be. I'm hoping that's in the next Transformers, and they bring Meg, uh, uh, Megan Fox back. She's not yeah. in the new one. They have some Dude, chick that looks exactly like her. You've never seen though. any Marvel movies, but you know the casting. There was for just the a big thing on, uh, the movies? on on the movie uh, movies subreddit. Like, they were talking Fox Google updates. So I, I love to to transgender.com and he went to Transformer <laughs> instead and found out the cast. Transformation, Transformer. It's it was very similar. You know my online handle is Optimus Prime, <laughs> so I'm poised to be in a perfect position for when the movie comes out. <laughs> Wait, what? All right, guys, that's the end of the show. Thanks for having us. <laughs> what was the name of this brewery again? Of oh, the beer we're drinking? Bearded, Bearded Iris. Vagina. Bearded Iris. Oh, that's the... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the brewery. I Light. thought that was an uh, ingredient. No, that's the brewery. <laughs> Lasers and Bearded Iris. Yeah. I really do like this. This is good. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. it's a good beer. This will be the only good beer we have today. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever done a lager? Uh, we don't have lagering capability here. Oh, I just we did a cow common. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> this is my least favorite beer you guys ever did. You know that. That's the reason we don't make it yeah, anymore. It might be my least favorite beer yeah. here, also. And it, I just don't like the style very much. I don't either. I think you know you're going to use a lager yeast like you ferment them at certain temperatures. Be- because of what they do at those temperatures, and then when you fuck with nature, 
<laughs> when you play God, when you, when you, when you play God with hops and grain. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't work very well. It wasn't my favorite. I, I never go out and seek that style either. Like, no, me neither. If I go to a brewery and I see a Cal Common on tap, that's like the last thing I'm going to order. I would order just about anything else in front of that. I don't like box. That's just like I never I ever order, I think order one. Us and your parents have always known that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come up with a way to say that, but you nailed it. That, that was perfect. Won't you think of all the people that I mean are employed by the industry, though? I mean, box lives matter. <laughs> we should edit that out. <laughs> say a whole bunch of racist stuff real quick. Just it's gonna get cut anyway. Uh, okay, so let's just go around the table really fast and say your favorite beer and uh, your thoughts on Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> go on. Yes. I like this game. It's a great game. Go on. Uh, no. You know, you know, uh, you know what? Uh, you know what beer? Let me get down on one knee, and I'll tell you the reason. <laughs> uh, you know what beer? Wouldn't be the first time you were on. One of my one of the favorite beers. Not one, not two. One of my favorite beers that I've had recently, and it's kind of a shame because it was the uh, uh, Yellow Belly. Was that the name of it? Oh, he was a singer. Yeah, it, was that the name of yes. it? Yes. Yeah, it's from Westbrook and some brewery. Omnipolo. Omnipolo. Yeah. I think it was. You, we, I brought one, right? Yeah. Yes. So this is a, it's really, it was a, it's a, it's a, bis, a peanut butter biscuit stout. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, unfortunately, it's, it's really weird because the, the labeling on it, they make it look like a KKK hood. It's got two eye holes oh, in it yeah. and they yeah. twist it. Yeah. The, but the beer is really, really good. I just think the packaging it's, it's, is it's really. It's a play on the what, words. But they're, they're, they're calling out and they call the KKK the most coward organization that's ever been on the face of the earth. What was the name of the beer? Yellow, yellow, yellow oh, belt. That's right. Okay. Yeah, it was a really, really good beer. It's one of the better beers I've had recently. It's but a liquid Butterfinger. Yeah, but you, you can't get over the fact that there's it's it's a beer with a KKK hood on it. Like it's. I don't think so. When you're talking about stuff like that over there, like, yeah, I wonder. We don't too, have yeah. the same reaction because they don't have that. They just. But you know, it's a, a symbol of hate here and over there. It just doesn't have the same connotation, I guess. And I think I our think country is filled with a bunch of uptight dick bags that go on the internet and all they do is get upset. Over there in England, it makes sense. I went to Taco Bell today. The car in front of me had a Trump bumper sticker that said, Trump, fuck your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we've hit everything that you're not supposed to talk to in a bar. Uh, talk about in a bar. We've hit religion. Transgender uh, issues. Transgender issues. Racist. Uh, Racism. Racial problems. Yeah. I'm going to get a bucket to open these over. Oh, I've got a bucket. Oh, okay. So I will give that to you. I just don't have the... Uh... Yeah. Let's open the beer as close to all the sensitive uh, recording equipment as we can. That's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, what Jeff's opening right now. Oh, there it goes. Oh, yeah. wow. Good yeah, thing that's... I had the bucket. Uh, is a North Peak hey, Mark, Siren. Hey, towel. Uh, yes. Let him get a photo first. You can take the foot picture first. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, and this has been in my f- constantly fluctuating temperature, not temperature-controlled garage. I'm not drinking the rest of these beers. Oh, I'm telling yeah, you, you are. Two years ago, we had a party on the 4th of July at Justin's house, and I brought over a bunch of older beer that we had here at the bar. Just and It was a blind draw. You reach into the cooler, whatever you got, you got. These are the leftovers from that party, and that, that party uh, was in 2015, I believe. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I opened the same bar that it just beer. exploded everywhere. One of these beers might be all right. We've got an imperial wit that might 
That one will probably okay. take to the sink to open. Yeah, it. that one's going to blow for sure. It's corked and caged, but I think right. it's going to pop. Your glass. Hmm? Your glass. Oops. Oh, sorry. When we used to do this show regularly. We'd have we'd drink some pretty good beers most of the time, and we always tried to drink stuff that we hadn't had or was new to the area. Uh, and I think you'll get that from us, you know, in the coming shows. Just uh, today was a special occasion. It was also kind of a last minute thing. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a great venue for us uh, to talk about any of our new stuff that's coming out uh, here at the brewery. Um, right now, we just have. Uh, that's. Sorry. Um, we just released our Berliner Weiss uh, last week, and it's awesome. And uh, we're serving it with either on its own as just a really nice sour, or we have uh, some traditional syrup, uh, syrups uh, to go with it. So we've got mint, raspberry, and blackberry. And uh, the mint with the Berliner is awesome. Did you make the syrups yourself? No. 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 I know a lot of people it are probably terrible. thinking mint in a sour beer. Yeah. Uh, I thought the same thing. It sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, but we've got a, a regular that comes in here. He's he's English, uh, like born and raised off the boat English. And his brother lives in Germany. Uh, and I got into a conversation with his brother. Yeah, the, he was in town, came here for a little while. Uh, had a conversation with his brother about German beers and what's traditional and, and whatnot. And he said, if you go into a bar in Germany and order a Berliner Weiss, they say red or green. All right, reds, raspberry, greens, yeah. mint. And I said, that, that sounds terrible. What do you mean mint? And he said, uh, the best way I could describe it is it would be like the wintergreen flavor here. I'm like, hmm. again, sounds awful. But if that's tradition, I'll try it. And uh, we brought it in, and it's by far and away my favorite yeah. of, of the three mints. And even by itself, I think I like it with the mint better. It's really, really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing. That he said, which was kind of, of news to me. Uh, you know, it, it, here you drink all these different German style beers, your Hefts, your Kolsch's, everything else. They don't do that in Germany. Like, if you're in Dusseldorf, you drink an alt beer, and that's it, just an alt. If you're in Cologne, you drink Kolsch. And if you're in Dusseldorf and order a Kolsch, not only will they mock you relentlessly, but they don't have it. Beer, beer styles are very. Uh, territorial over there. That's so how you, they all got their names, though. You I can't mean, get a yeah. Kolsch outside of Cologne. And apparently you can't get an alt outside of Dusseldorf. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. Do you think we ever had that here? Uh, you know, in late 17, early 1800s when breweries were starting to get built and people in the Northwest had different style because you have grains and hops that grow nat more naturally in those areas. Yeah, it was just a logistics well, thing. Let's say back then, I'm sure you did, but I don't think it was... I mean, that, that whole Alton Kolsch thing goes on today. You know, and yeah. obviously with refrigeration and transportation, the, that's not an issue. I would think here back then, that would be a huge part well, of What it. I'm saying, though, is that's, that why hasn't that carried over here like it has over there? Like, were people just not as proud of having a specific style here? I think people start to steal it. Look, I mean, you had West Coast IPAs, which were different than any other IPA, and now you can get West Coast IPAs on the East Coast, and the, some will argue that the East Coast is doing a better job of the West Coast IPA than the West Coast is. 
so much to the point where it's now developed into its own style, the East Coast IPA, which is just a West Coast IPA that's cloudy as shit. I don't think that's true. <clears throat> I think West Coast are way more piney, resiny, much more bitter forward. I think the West Coast IPA has created that citrusy flavor. Oh, look, at, look at uh, Stone's IPA. That's not piney or resiny. That's super citrusy. Lagunitas IPA, super citrusy. Uh, no, I have uh, to disagree with you on that. I uh, get Pliny the Elder, uh, Blind Pig. Those are all super citrusy. I think there's citrus there, but I, uh, there's a lot oh, of... God damn. Sorry, I just smelled this beer. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, no, that was a big mistake. Uh, I, I, oh. Those West Coast breweries weren't doing those super juicy orange grapefruit, very you know, forward IPAs. I think there I was just got a chunk out of that beer. The, the big, the biggest thing. I interrupted you twice. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Oh God! But I, I just looked. You right. I held it up to the glass. There was a salad in my mouth. There's a lot of salads in this beer. <laughs> the biggest thing this that you guys are forgetting is right down the anchor, drain. anchor steam. That was, I mean, start of what we know as the current craft beer revolution. I mean, they they have a whole different style that they started. Yeah, Kyle Commons. Yeah. Theirs are way better than yours. <laughs> I don't even think theirs is very good. But. Oh, I actually, you know, like I'm, I would never order it, but we we brought in a keg um, last year, and it was good. There's just nothing to that. Still on? No, no, no. It's I mean, thin, it's not. and it's for the color. It is. It's not malty like you would expect from looking at the color. It's just got a little hint of caramel and a little bit of like nuttiness, and that's it. And then there's like nothing else to that beer. I mean, they do other styles, too. I mean, it's not... Oh, I'm not just, hitting on just, Anchor. Yeah. But, uh, it, it... I mean, you guys, I mean, obviously know, too. We Right now, I mean, we put on more lagers and pilsners than we... I, I mean, I'm, I put on more lagers and pilsners than I ever have in five and a half years. Lagers and pilsners? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, like... You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... I kind of had this whole thing in the last year where I was looking for a good pills because they're a little bit harder to make. And if you find a brewery that makes good ones, they're usually really good. And uh, I don't mind like a nice. It does seem like a lot more breweries are starting to make that style, like, you know, going back to their roots. You know, it seems like a whole lot of breweries are are venturing into the the Pilsner realm. Um, Not so much like. Browns or you know I mean, other Kolsch is huge classic too. styles, but everyone's doing a Kolsch. But those light yellow, you know the the American macro beers, but done the right way. Yeah. Is it just a way for breweries to get more? I think more people in. Where hey, you were gonna drink Bud Light, at least come try our Bud Light like beer. You know, I think that might have something to do with it. I don't know that it's everything. I think it's for a lot of people who's who, who are experiencing palate exhaustion anymore. You know, I mean, there's so many people. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know, with I'm, that. I'm one of those. You know, I am too, for sure. You know, you can only do so many double IPAs and barrel aged stouts before eventually it's like, I just need a break. When we started the Bruiser, though, that's that was it. I mean, that we were drinking all we were drinking as many double IPAs and as much imperial stouts as many as imperial stouts that we could and it's it's very very different now yeah. so yeah i think i think that's why you're starting to see more of them and i think that the you know the, for the average consumer walking into a brew pub and says what do you got that's like bud light i think that that's just an added bonus that they are now making a pilsner yeah yeah so. cool 
and it's cheaper for breweries to make too. I mean, their 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 markup on it is much more than than an imperial. Sure, town. sure. It doesn't take nearly the grain bill or the hops. You know, I mean, they're they're considerably cheaper just through ingredients. But you know what? They're also much much more harder to make. Sure. You know, to they're, make you can't cover them up. Right. Yeah. That you can't hide flaws in those kinds of beers. Man, that's the longest we've ever talked about beer, and then the entire time we did brews. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you we just started it. <laughs> uh, can we open up the next abomination? Yes, please. Yes, we can. All right, so we're drinking the Two Jokers. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Two Jokers from Boulevard. This was part of their Smokestack series. Uh, I don't know if they make this beer anymore or not. I don't think they so, don't. but I could be wrong. But this is. Did they just continue the Smokestack series in general? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Just some of them. Okay. They've rebranded it uh, over the last year or so now. They're doing smaller format bottles and mix packs with them and stuff. Okay. Whereas before you could only get them in the 750s. Uh, now you have a lot more options for sizes and variety packs and whatnot. Uh, this is a double wit with spices. Yeah. <laughs> for, for being two years old... It's it's not awful, but I don't like this. It's it's really really sweet to me. Uh, it is. I, I, I like this though. I don't, I don't care for it, but I could see why somebody does like it. Uh, it's just not my style. I will guess that this beer was much better fresh, but it, yeah. it's held on better than I thought it was going to. It might be the best beer that we have tonight, outside of the obvious. You know, this, I mean, this, the, the citrus yeah. is just screaming out of it, and I don't get. Much of the it's a West Coast style uh, <laughs> <laughs> double wit. <laughs> I hope eventually, like it gets like the, the East Coast versus West Coast thing gets. Like, I hope a couple people die, like just like West Coast East Coast rap. Like I, that's when you'll know it's really arrived. People are just throwing kegs like out of the trucks <laughs> into, into brewery windows and hoping they explode or something. Who are we rooting for to die or to win even? Tupac. It's always two. The answer is always Tupac. <clears throat> Either way, what happens with the beers in, in the East Coast, West Coast, West Coast, Suge Knight is going to know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Would not have pegged you for a Suge Knight guy. No, I don't like Suge Knight. Of course not. <laughs> he likes box. <clears throat> <laughs> so uh, we need to make a Midwest style IPA, something different than both of the coasts. And make there is a Midwest. Better style IPA, and there's a local brewery that makes a... I think it's local here. Uh, I know that there somebody makes a beer called Midwest IPA, but I don't know that it's become its own style. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, I mean, on Beer Advocate, one guy, and this is just a message board talking about it, but he lists Bell's Two-Hearted as a Midwest-style IPA. Midwest IPA producers seem to gravitate more towards a sweeter malt profile and more of a floral hop smell. He says, Bell's Two-Hearted, Hop Slam, and Surly Todd's the Axe Man. All right. I mean, well, Hop Slam's got honey in it, and that's a double IPA. If sweet IPAs are as Midwest, I don't like that. (laughs) I hope that doesn't catch on. I mean, basically, this thread is talking about how if you're looking for a Midwest IPA, Bell's Two-Hearted is I think Bell's stylistically. tastes like a West Coast to me. I think it fits right into that profile. I, or, or, what, I do, too. Do you know what yeah. hops people are growing here in the Midwest? Anything in particular that actually does There's, well in our climate? No, not really. We get, it's way too hot and way too dry during yeah. the prime growing season. Uh, in fact, I know there were a, a group of three guys... Uh, this was shit. Probably close to ten years ago, there was a huge hop shortage. Um, 
like Cascades. You know, I mean, we you know we pay for them right now for a pound. Yeah, they were approaching fifty dollars a pound. Holy crap! Yeah, I mean a huge, huge hop shortage, and they decided they were going to try and capitalize it and started a hop farm out in Forestell. Uh, started coming to the homebrew meetings and stuff like that. And, I mean, they were taking it serious. They had acres and acres of land and planted all these rhizomes and everything. They were dead in less than two years. Somebody just couldn't, yeah, grow, couldn't grow it. Two or three. It might have been three uh, years ago. We were at a microfest, and there was a couple of guys going around that were basically doing the same thing uh, in Farmington. And I yeah. remember they came and handed their card out. They're like, we're going to be in touch with everybody really soon. And then, you obviously, nothing happened right. with that because we would have known if that was something that was existing. Hops, hops do need heat, but not... 90s and they need a shit ton of water. That's why they're so plentiful in the uh, northwest. northwest. Yeah. A couple of summers ago, Jeff and I went down to Charlottesville. Uh, Tate from Charlottesville invited us down. He's like, "Hey, we've got some hop vines out." Um, oh, we did a collab with them. Yeah, we did the triple IPA. Yeah, and we were going to use uh, go down there and pick some hops from off their vine and and uh, use them in the batch of that beer that we brewed at our place. And uh, he's like, yeah, they're fine. And then we were down there three days later. They were completely toasted. They were dead. They were brown and wilted yeah. and dry. Like, you just crumble them up. Uh, yeah, just that, that fast. You know, they were absolutely unusable. I think for me right now, I'm not even looking for IPAs that have North American hops. Like, give me an IPA with New Zealand or Australian hops in it. That's kind of what I prefer in, in IPAs thing, right man. now. Australia's yeah. making, growing, I guess not making, but growing some incredible stuff down is, there. Is Lemon Drop in Northwest? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we just you know? No, I have no idea. We really just like had that in the uh, Days of Summer from O'Fallon. Uh, that's their pink lemonade-esque uh, wheat beer, and they um, mentioned several times that they're using Lemon Drop hops for all their citrus flavor on that. But I had never... Really had anything with lemon drop or used them before, so I'm not sure where they come from. Uh, the uh, the Australian New Zealand hops that I'm liking right now are uh, Ella. We oh, made yeah, that. So uh, what did we make with Ella just recently? Uh, um, time traveling. Yes. Yeah. Our double last IPA. double IPA. Yep. Yeah. What's and the profile on it? I've never heard of that type of hop. It's awesome. It's just it's super fresh and. Citrusy, I yeah. would say. Orange, uh, grapefruit, yeah. pine- pineapple, just like a barrage of citrus fruits yeah. and very floral uh, on the aroma. Before so, we kegged that beer, or uh, kegged and carved that beer, uh, just out of the fermenter, to me it tasted like or just straight mango juice. Really? Yeah, yeah. it was pretty neat. It's, it was really, really good. I liked it a lot. We've got... Uh, so we do a couple big IPAs every year, Time Traveler being the one that comes out earlier, and then we've got our triple IPA that we do uh, later in the summer. Uh, we usually release at our beer festival, and that one we always do a rotating hop profile on, so we're going to try and come up with something, some kind of new, fun hop to use in that. Last year we used Ella in Summer. Ella in Summer, and then uh, we dry hopped with uh, Mosaic and Galaxy. Oh, that's right, yeah. Lemon yeah. drops are American. Do you, have, okay. do you have any idea, like, how many total hop, different hop varietals you've used all uh, time, even ballpark? No. Okay. <laughs> Not off the top of my head. I mean, dozens. I mean, is it 30? Is it 100? Like, Closer um, to 30 than okay. 100. Yeah, um, 100 seemed high, but. Yeah. Uh, we, again, being as small as we are, 
we're limited. We can't get a lot of the yeah. hops that you know sure. big brewers use. You know, because we don't contract anything. I have to spot order every hop that we get. Uh, so a lot of times, the the more rare hop varieties or the more popular hop varieties are all under contract, and yeah. I, I just don't have the capability of ordering them. But as much as that sucks, because there are a lot of hops that I would love to be able to get my hands on and make a beer with. Uh, it's at the same time, it's kind of opens my eyes to some hops that I never would have used in the past. Like, uh, we just made a huge order of Eldorado hops, uh, because we had, we, we got a couple pounds of them just to play with, you know, we had never used them before, uh, had one beer. I don't even remember what it was. It was using Eldorado and it was really good. We're like, yeah. Fuck it. Let's order some Eldorado hops yeah. and play with them. And it turns out we both like them a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. A real, it's a really good hop. And, uh, it has a similar profile to some of the other hops that we use. Um, you know, so it's interchangeable in a couple of our recipes. Uh, you know, so we were able to get a ton of those. We can go with that and kind of just switch up uh, a couple of our beers, you know, once in a while. You know, we do, what, 35 different beers a year, uh, rotating in and out a few new ones every season. Uh, and for the most part, when you come in, you get either any of our flagship beers but yeah, so you know, most of the time our recipes stay pretty much the same. But you know, as you go on and you make the beers along, you know, for what coming up on six years here now for you, you kind of have to change and try new things. I mean, a lot of your beers are going to stay the same because people want them exactly how you've made them right uh, forever. But with being as small as we are and doing as many different varieties of beer that we do, it's it's easy to go in and tinker with things and play around a little bit and change stuff up. But it's the same, you know, everybody's making Kolsch's now and everybody's trying that. I mean, you guys are experimenting all the time too, right? I mean, trying to do different things and right, different styles. Yeah, yeah. And, and you don't want anything to get stale right, either. Especially, right. like, like our IPA is one that we've been kicking around the idea of, of mixing it up because when when we came up with the recipe for TBFIE, you know, that was seven years ago, eight years ago. Yeah people's palates especially in the ipa world have changed a lot you know i mean look at the uh, extreme popularity of the east coast style right now uh <laughs> west coast for life <laughs> uh you know so as, as as people's palates change you gotta you gotta let your beer change with it and and try and keep your flavors fresh and and make it what people are looking sure for. sure so. we're actually doing a uh, batch of a mango ipa uh that's gonna be ready Weekish, two weeks, somewhere in that range. Uh, we spiked one keg of our regular uh, TBF with it um, for a festival a few weeks ago, and people went crazy for it, yeah. and it was awesome. So we're like, screw, it, let's do a whole batch of this and see what the response is at the bar. It's different, you know, when you take things to festivals. I think people want to like everything that they drink, and we did a timed release, and we we're like, hey, we're releasing it at three o'clock today. So you know, when you put like a little bit of I don't want to call it hype because we don't. No, but I wouldn't say we hype any of our beers really. No, but that's pretty much what it yeah. was. I mean, How many people, people hey, did you come have back lined up? I don't know. There was, was there a bottle share in front of our, our uh, in front of our booth at Microfest? No, <laughs> that was no good. strongly frowned upon. <laughs> beers no good. Don't even worry about coming. <laughs> we didn't charge enough for it. You got to. I mean, you got to get up there in the. You know, if you're not in the at the forty to. $140 range, you're just, it's just not a good beer. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah. No. <laughs> you get what you pay for, Kyle. I mean, that's. You're right. Never is more am true I saying than is any that beer. Cor Corvettes don't cost the same as Cavaliers. That's. They don't? No. No. Oh. Yeah. 
and you have to have a bottle share out when you release a beer. That's it. Okay. That's the rule? That's the rule. <laughs> I don't think there was a bottle share at Six Mile Bridge uh, barrel-aged stout release on Saturday, and I heard that beer was awesome. There was a ton of people wrapped around that building for that. They were wrapped all the way to Standard Brewing. Rest <laughs> in peace. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually, uh, my wife and I were like, oh, what's, we had Saturday off. We're like, let's go down to the beer release for uh, Six Mile. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, if you ask anyone in the beer scene, where do you think people are going to line up for bottle releases? No offense to their beer. I think they make great stuff. But it's not a brewery you would, you would hear on that list, right? So we went out down that way and grabbed some lunch. We're like, oh, we're just going to pop in whenever at 2 o'clock. You know, we should be able to go in and find a table and have a pour. And no, that is not the case. And uh, I don't wait for beer. Um, it was. There was a line around the <laughs> so, corner. I mean, around the we side. Didn't make of it. There was a side project release at the same time. At the time. same time, yeah. So having that line, that's, that's awesome. No, the side project that, was done before. Everybody oh, left side project and drove oh, to. Uh, oh, yeah, I thought they were at the same time. Uh, noon and two, so they had a little bit of a gap in between their releases. But six mile. I mean, it's it's not much bigger. It's about comparable to your place, right? I mean, square I've footage. Never been there. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, you it, live right by it, Mark. You should know. I do. I know. I was I was looking for confirmation, uh, but it is. It's about the size of your. Yeah. Uh, of your, it's maybe a little smaller, but um, their brewery is much bigger. Their brewery is much but bigger. Their tap room yeah, or their sure their uh, you know tasting space. Um, but yeah, it's just in a little, you know, it's it's not in a standalone building. It's a little like strip mall, right next to a blood like, donation like, yeah, center. Right. No, I've seen it. I've driven past it a couple of times, yeah. but it's usually late at night and they're closed. So. Yeah, they. I don't. They're not open every day. At least they no, weren't. Really, no. I think they're only open on weekend Thursday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, thir- yeah. I was gonna say that. So, uh, but yeah, no, it was kind of awesome to see, like just a you know, little brewer like that, but not a special beer and getting a line around the corner. That's got to be exciting for them. Yeah, and, yeah I'm sure it was that's, cool and. It's great. I really like those guys, uh, Ryan and Lindsay. I, they're really cool people. So, uh, Justin Phelps interviewed them on their first episode of episode of St. Brewis. Episode? So, episode. Yeah, episode. <laughs> so you can go back and listen to that if you want to hear them talk about this beer they actually released that was a... Recent studies have shown that it's actually pronounced episode. Mm. Nah, that's wrong. <laughs> oh, also, will you stop yeah. plugging other shows? Yeah, I know. Oh, for shit. life. West Coast Brews Room for Life. I like but, the East Coast. Let's do something. Uh, what, what was your favorite memory of the Brews when we did it before? When the final show ended? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's not it. I don't know why. The, the After Dark episode was a lot of fun. There was oh, one man. time where we did... It was like at 3 o'clock we, in the morning. We never even released that one. No, we did. No. was hammered. We were all a little... No, I was sober. I worked. Oh, that's right. You showed up sober and we we'd recorded an entire show and then we just kept it recording and we brought on uh justin's roommate Artis and did like a 20 minute what we just kept calling after dark episode of the bruiser we never released it because it got super inappropriate (laughs) and that's saying something for our show because our show was already super inappropriate (laughs) after dark was fun uh the after dark was fun uh i think whale day yeah, Impromptu oh, Whale Day yeah, was, was my gonna, favorite. I was going to yeah. say uh, singing Wonderwall after Whale Day. Oh, my God. It's one that stands <laughs> out. It's still on the, on the Bruiser Room page. You can yeah. see that. No uh, way. No. Yeah. Uh, I watched it. Mark had uploaded some new photos on our page a couple weeks ago, and I went back and was looking at old pictures, and I'm like, that fucking Wonderwall video is on here. This, oh, my God. So we had a couple buddies uh, that weren't they're not part of 
the show, but they're part of our pretty close group of uh, beer drinking friends. It was Good Boy, Good Boy and Warren. Good Boy and Warren. You'll hear uh, us talk about Good Boy a lot. Yeah, and you, you might you might see him make an appearance once in a while. Uh, but they just showed up. They had talked to each other and said, "Hey, let's just go crash the brews room today." And they showed up at the studio with just a box of whales, um, all imperial stouts, all fifteen percent or I higher. Say, I think Super the lowest rare. ABV beer we had was fourteen that day. Yeah, uh, they had white chocolate. Oh, yeah. Well, we had an infected bottle of white that chocolate. Was, unfortunately, no, we had white chocolate before. That was the 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 good one. Oh, was it? Yeah, wasn't it right? No, the, I'm no, pretty no. sure that was. We had Black Tuesday had and Chocolate beer. Rain and Mocha Wednesday. Basically, the whole brewery's super rare lineup. Yeah. A bunch of other weird stuff that Warren had been. He's a big into bottle sharing. I think we did a, an eclipse, fifty-fifty. Yeah, right we did. We had one of the barrel age oh, eclipse. Forgot. It was unbelievable, and we were all tanked. Uh, it was a great time, and we sang Wonderwall after that. The, was one the of the, the shows show. we had to call Lynn to come pick us up and drive us home. <laughs> yes, we. <laughs> We're great. We don't drink and drive, guys. Yes. We're not that stupid. We'll be taking Uber home tonight. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite memory of the Brews Room was when uh, the old uh, owner of Talk STL said, hey, we're going to the hospital to try to get, oh, we're going to BAC <laughs> to try to get <laughs> some sponsorship money out of him. And he said, you really need to keep it clean. And we made it four minutes, and someone said "cunt," and, <laughs> and that was about it. I mean, that might have been the uh, only the only bad word in that show, though. We tried to we we reeled it in real tight on that one. We did, but and by someone you mean you, me? Yeah, uh, yeah. it's very possible. Yeah, <laughs> we had to go an hour without profanity. He asked us just mm. the first hour of the show mm. because they were only, it was just going to be a quick I pitch. just like to imagine in a sales meeting like, hey, listen to this. <laughs> just some like <laughs> kindly old admin, like an 85-year-old retired nurse, former nun or something. <laughs> I really like this beer. I'm sorry. Did he say runt? <laughs> <laughs> we had fun for a while. I mean, it wasn't. It did. We had it a good time. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. I love to do it on the show, and I'm really happy it's back. Yeah, yeah me too. Absolutely. I, I've been really looking forward to coming back with you guys and, and doing this. Hopefully, uh, if you guys listened before, you know, we used to do a lot of trips, uh, beer trips, and I think those were always some of our best shows. We could come back and talk about other cities. So hopefully we get to do that a couple times, uh, you know, over the, the, next, the end of this year. Um, I know we were talking about doing a, a Louisville trip. Uh, that's that's Lul- Loma Gang, Lul- right? Louisville. That's Louisville. one that should be opened over yeah. the sink for okay. sure. Um, you know, I it, you can hand it to me. I'll do it. You know, we get we everyone here loves beer, but uh, whiskey is another thing everyone here really enjoys. <laughs> uh, and so, and I think we're talking about going up to Louisville and doing some distillery hopping. They uh, got the entire Bourbon Trail. Yeah, that's a thing you can do. I dropped, I've always kind of wanted to do. I it. dropped down. Uh, uh, Jeff almost just shot his eye out with that Oma Gang bottle. <laughs> if you hear an oh shit in the background, that was that was him. He almost, he almost Red Rider BB gun himself. <laughs> I went to uh, Louisville. It popped good, but I can't believe it didn't foam. Yeah. Nice. Louisville for uh, two days. And, uh, man, the downtown is really, really cool. You go 4th yeah. Street left? Yeah. 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 I thought that Did was you? Nashville. No. What's Nashville's? Uh... Broadway. Oh, okay. Uh, that's still open to, like, Cars like traffic. Fourth Street is no Broadway is open to, oh, okay. to uh, okay. car traffic. 
Fourth Street Live is is completely blocked off. It's strictly foot traffic. So, did, Kyle, when you were there in downtown, did you do the Urban Bourbon Trail? Because that's like a new thing they're really pushing. You know, so people aren't drinking and driving through the backwoods of Kentucky. But now they have an Urban Bourbon Trail where they give you, you go to the visitor center and there's like, hey, here's all the best places to get all of these super rare whiskeys or these special release whiskeys. Uh, but you don't actually go to the breweries or hey, the distilleries. No, uh, good boys at the at the door. Oh, that door is locked. Urban so. bourbon. Urban uh, bourbon. When, I just when, wanted to say when I went d- when I went down, I really I drove down and saw Five Finger Death Punch and drove back. Wow. We got to drink the night there. The down that downtown. We went to the it's the dumbest name ever. KFC Yum Arena. KFC Yum Yum, Yum Brands exclamation point yeah yeah that's yeah. their yeah that's the parent here. company yeah it's terrible what all, a dumb name all of those is Scott Trade Center any better like it's just a <laughs> fucking business <laughs> at, at least it's not Scott Trade Yum Meat or you know <laughs> <laughs> I, if it was a KFC arena I'd have more respect than the KFC Yum Arena the Astros have had the, the worst one the Minute Maid Park has been the worst one I like you, you don't like Minute Maid. No, I just think that's the dumbest. Like, Your I don't know. It's yum blend. with an exclamation point. It's pretty. Yeah. Is that oh, the yeah. only? Is that the only stadium in North America with an with like a like a punctuation mark in it? You're does, the trivia guy. Yahoo, you fucking tell us. Do, do you count periods like PNC? I don't think PNC has periods. It doesn't. So either. No. Well, I'm an idiot. Okay, other than P, yeah. other than periods, because I'm sure there's yeah, because there's like the where do the Buffalo Bills play like the in Kevin S. Sampson Zone or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. We suck. Arena. What's wrong with Minute Maid? Yeah, I just I just think that's a terrible. What do you got against orange juice? We drank orange. a whole bottle of Minute Maid last night when we were playing Circle of Death at three a.m. at my house. Yeah, there was no alcohol. Oh no! Oh, yeah, there, there was. was alcohol. We was finished all of the citrus, beer. Uh, citron vodka. We made a very bad mistake and forgot that it was Sunday and that you can't buy beer after midnight on Sundays. Yeah, twelve thirty. We opened the last beer and went, oh shit. Yeah, and so then we just drank my liquor cabinet. Uh, <laughs> Cool. <laughs> a lot of uh, flavored vodkas that the last had two accumulated. Nights, this, yeah, really, it's just we're just drinking leftover shit at this point. It's just yeah. stuff that Justin has found in his house that we've been forced to drink uh-huh. the last forty-eight hours. The one thing that you really—I mean, I think the best stories that are on the brews room. <laughs> this beer smells like it should have an exclamation point after. It, <laughs> are the—I mean, not only the <laughs> trips, but the drunken stories from the trips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, good boy just got here. Good boy, you are welcome to drink any of the beers. Um, Holy shit, it's, it tastes worse than it smells. It's not that bad. This oh. is a upside no, down brown from Omegan. This is their farmhouse brown. Oh, I was gonna say like it's two years old, but it's not. That, I actually don't think it's that. Bad. You can have mine. I didn't. Like I wasn't gonna drink know. yours, <laughs> but I'm gonna finish it. I didn't like it when it came out. I don't like it to after two years. <laughs> Is, it, brown's a style you shouldn't put put Brett in, right? Like, yeah, I, I like it. Brown ale might be my least favorite style of beer. You're that's an not, asshole. That's not a bad beer. Yeah, that, no, that's a very bad beer. I don't think I don't think it's that awful. It's just not. I don't like the style, and I don't I like hate that. that. And I love brown ales. <laughs> yeah. I I think it's more like I don't know. I'm with Justin. I love brown ales, and that tasted like shit. Oh, it's not a brown ale. It's speaking a farmhouse of, ale. Speaking that, of brown ales, it's malty. There, so I'm sure a lot of you guys that are listening are familiar or part of the 
St. Louis beer enthusiast or the real St. Be- Louis beer, beer enthusiast. enthusiast. Uh, but there was a post on there the other day that had hundreds of comments about uh, Civil Life, who I think makes one of the best Browns in the country. I will say that every saw, time someone asks me. I saw that thread, but it, it wasn't nearly that big whenever I looked at it. Yeah, it, got, it blew up. So really? the whole premise of the guy's post, he, was, uh, he said, do people still care about Civil Life? And yeah, he's, he was making it out like because Civil Life doesn't make, doesn't do bottle releases, doesn't make Imperial barrel aged stouts yeah. or sours. That no one or, cares about them. But right. everybody in the city has heard of them. Like, I, oh, I don't. and that's in in this group. Basically, everyone in the group said, "If you don't think Civil Life is good, then you're an idiot." Even though most of what those guys post is, you know, whales and super rare stuff and their giant bottle shares of stuff that you can't get here or whatever. They actually like kind of took. The side of the guys that just make the consistently good, easy to drink beer, and I thought that was really cool of them. Everybody wasn't just, you know, dick riding the. It's, it's refreshing to see when it's big. a when it is a group that, like most internet groups, it's it's all a big dick contest, and you know, it's hey, look at the number of bottles of this rare beer that I've got and stuff like that. It's refreshing to know that those guys can still appreciate yeah. a yeah. standard American browning. That's what pretty much everyone said. It's like, hey, we're not going to post every time we drink Northern Brown or whatever because people know what it is and can get it. Like, But we still go and do that. And I think I think real beer people, you know, like still appreciate those kind of Can beers. you, I mean, I mean me, between all of us, we've drank... Forty, tens of thousands of beers. Let's, I mean, let's say. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Can you name a better brown ale than Northern English Brown? No, I can't either. I I really love the brown note from Against Grain, but it oh, doesn't really? even. Yeah, uh, I really, I really, I really do. I'm not uh, a big fan of that I one. I really uh, love that beer. I don't like browns. I just don't. <laughs> I love brown ales, but I I don't I like. Right, I don't like that brown note. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I I think that. The Civil Life, I mean, and they have multiple Browns that are. Oh yeah, they do a couple different. Absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, I just I read it. Somebody had posted in that thread too that they're expanding. I didn't realize they were. Oh really? Civil Life? Is? Yeah. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. It wasn't anyone from the brewery, so I don't know how much truth there is to it because I hadn't heard that yet, and I figured, yeah. you know, we're all pretty in touch with the brewing community, so we probably would have heard something. I hung out with Jake for like an hour two weeks ago. Yeah. He never said a word about it to me. Oh. And Jake is awesome. I love that guy. And maybe it's you not true. You couldn't find then, a nicer guy. No. Uh, they did do a small canning run, or getting ready to do a small canning run. They did. They already did it? Yeah. Uh, I would like that to be something that happens more often. You know, it's kind of, it's it's hard to get up some of their beer in St. Charles. It's all at the brewery, though. You can't buy it anywhere Oh, else. they aren't doing any distro with it? Yeah. No, that's a bummer. Not, not yet. Yeah. I would love to be able to go and buy a six-pack of brown and just take sure. it home and yeah. sit outside with a cigar and have a couple of pints. Yeah. I can do that with other beers, but I just <laughs> really like that beer. It's a very specific but very fulfillable fantasy. Uh, did you? This is not the brown in my glass anymore. What have we got here, Mark? Rico. Rico. Savin. This it's is from the brewery that you guys hate their brown in. <laughs> against, mm. against the grain mm-hmm. out of uh, Louisville. Yes. Louisville. you got to swallow your tongue. This is a double IPA? Yes. It is? A double IPA? It was India? two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's not anymore. 
So, I mean, something that, for the people that are just listening for the first time, you will hear us drink the most incredible rare beers that you can find, and you will hear us drink the worst shitty old beers that you can find. I, I think next week we yep. need to go out of our way and everybody bring something out of the cellar. And let's I got do some a, good let's stuff. Do That's a why good I, beer. Yeah. I got some stuff that I've been waiting to bring out. So We're... we're <laughs> We're drinking Natty Light right next to our uh, Rico Savin right now. That, that lets you know the polarizing uh, palettes that we have here. You know, that's only because PBR dropped our sponsorship. So that's PBR, true. if you're listening, yeah, you they really us, haven't, so. they haven't dropped our sponsorship. We just haven't asked them in a year and a half if they would like to sponsor us. So I will let you guys in on a little secret. Uh, these guys here, I'll know, but you guys listening probably don't. But Lynn's pregnant. Oh no, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I imagine you guys doing one of those gender release parties where, like, they drop syrup into a glass that's either pink or blue. Like, just I told Lynn if we were ever to get, pre- I don't want to have a kid right kid right now. But if for some reason it happened, whatever, we deal with it. Uh, <laughs> take that however you want. Uh, but I swore, I, I swore to her that I would leave her and the unborn baby instantly. If she tried to make me do a gender release <laughs> Facebook <laughs> photo thing. They, they, so, they so, yeah, so we're not a doing little, a gender reveal. To go a little lighter. Oh, I'm sorry. No, if we're still on the gender reveal, no, no, to drastically yeah. change the subject. Change but, it. All right. Did you guys see that uh, Ten Barrel is opening up a brew pub in San Diego? Yeah. So, Ten Barrel is from uh, Washington, but they're opening up a brew pub in San Diego to compete with all the great breweries that are in San Diego. Well, people got wind of it, and a guy started a Kickstarter campaign asking for $900 to fly a banner behind a plane that says 10 barrel is not craft for two hours. Last I saw, he was up to $2,200. So that's like four hours, four and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shortly after that story came out, 10 barrel came out and said, for every dime that guy raises, we're going to match it and donate it to, like, a homeless charity or yeah. something All in right. San Diego. Good on them for just taking it, it lightly yeah. or, you know, not being like, hey, fuck you, we are craft still, even though our parents are, you know, bastards of the right. the beer industry. <laughs> but we had the same problem, uh, say we, craft beer had a <laughs> similar issue last week or two weeks ago with Golden Road. Golden Road's trying to build a new, like, 7,000-foot square, uh, square foot brew pub uh, in California. And the city has said, no, you can't do it. You're Anheuser-owned. And um, Meg, I, I forget her last name. Uh, so the president of Golden Road's a woman. She's one of the few women in a very high position in craft beer it's right now. Super hot. Uh, okay. <laughs> She's good looking. Uh, I won't say super hot, but she's good looking. She and she's like, look, Anheuser owns us. We're still making the same stuff we did before. Uh, no one's telling me what I have to do at my brewery. Why? Why do you have such a problem with this? And there's just a huge anti anything to do with AB right now. Which it's been like that for years since I, I didn't started see any of this. This is starting crazy. buying up craft breweries. And the thing about Golden Road, they have a new, they have a show on cable right now. She's doing like a homebrew search competition. They're going to brew whatever brewer's beer at Golden Road and sell it. And uh, I, I watched the show, and all I can think of is this is this, this is just an advertisement for Anheuser, right? Like, yep. But I like their beer. I think... 
Uh, that's not a great picture. Yeah, I'm watching, but I like the show, and I'm like, I think what she's doing is really cool, and I think she's done a lot for women in craft beer, which is awesome. Like all of the good stuff that she's done is now just completely overshadowed because they have a parent yeah. company that nobody likes. I don't yeah. know if that's fair to them or if you bring that on yourselves by taking that money. You know, I I almost feel bad for her though hearing that that she's trying to expand and the city won't let her because they're owned by AB and AB's not sinking any money because they just announced they're they're spending like two billion dollars on. U.S. advertising and upgrades and stuff like that. They're upgrading all kinds of different uh, ones of their facilities. Like fifteen million is going towards the St. Louis location, and they're sinking like eighty-three million into a new one in somewhere in California. I don't remember where, but that's where they're going to start making uh, space dust. Elysian's space dust. I think their dust. beers yeah. are awesome. Yeah. Who? I think I think Golden Road's beers well, are awesome. The so the two billion dollar. Um, money a quarter of that 500 million dollars of that money is going to buy and or expand distributorships in cities which i think is bad for everyone that's very bad so for everyone. they're like hey we're we're going to invest 13 million dollar 15 million dollars into upgrading the st louis brewery cool they're going to have some more high-tech equipment unless you saw what all of the money in that is going towards you have no idea but basically yeah. that 500 million dollars is just going to destroy a lot of markets. You, know, you put that kind of money into a city and buy out all kinds of brands from other distributors and then just shelve them like they've been known to do. Yep. Uh, I think that's really, really bad for craft. This is the kind of stuff that upsets me. Like, you know, when we did, uh, hopefully, the show that you guys listened to two, two days ago uh, with uh, St. Brewis, you and I kind of got into it a little bit about the difference between Lagunita selling to Heineken and these other breweries selling to AB. And I said it was so much worse with AB than it was with Heineken. And this, it's stuff like that that yeah. is the reason why. Um, but you, you, article, really, you, really stood uh, up, you really stood up for him and said it was different. I do. I think it is different. I had a completely different stance. I don't think it's the same as Anheuser, but I think there's definitely similarities to, to that. You know, we'll, we'll see. There, there's, there was an article that I was reading the other day, and I would love to be able to find it again and, and share it with, with you guys uh, about why it's so bad of, of AB buying out these, these craft breweries. And a lot of what they were saying made it so bad was a point that I never thought of, is that the slip in Budweiser and Bud Light sales right now, a lot of people are attributing it to cost. All right, so you can get a six-pack of Bud Light, let's say for six fifty. And a six-pack of Ballast Point is $16. So the average consumer is going and looking at the price and seeing the AB products so much cheaper that they're becoming inferior. Yeah. So their people are kind of putting okay. Budweiser on par with Old Milwaukee or PBR, Old Natty. Right, that kind of stuff. And that, it's that not is a, killing their premium status, their premium American lager status because the price. So AB is buying out these craft breweries 
just so that they can start producing enough of them to lower their price point to on par with Budweiser, thus increasing Budweiser's status when you do, as a you premium do, You lot. do this at restaurants or the jewelry or anything that anything. has I mean, cars. Have the, you have your low end, and then you have something super high. super thing. And then you put something in the middle that you can make a huge margin on, but people will buy it because they're like, yeah, I don't want the fancy thing, but I also don't want the shit thing. Right, you know? and that's what and, Budweiser is falling to, is into the shit thing, and they're trying to protect that status. The ballast points on the super high end of the craft sure. market for pricing, and I think that that's the high out. point. They're like, hey, we're not ballast point pricing. We can get 10 barrel down to $10 a six-pack or $8 a six-pack, so it's a step up from buying a Bud product, but it's keeping them from going and buying something from ballast point, which they don't own. Mm-hmm. You look like you had something to say. No, I just, I, I'm trying to decide if I think that's a good strategy or not. If that is the case, if they're really buying up all these places to try to make the market more competitive price wise, wouldn't it be easier or better to pursue a different strategy? Like, that seems such like a convoluted. What else can you do now, though? Like, the market's so much different than it was well, 50 I mean, you can, years you ago. Can continue you, to ju- buy up, you can continue to buy up other breweries and, and run their products through your distribution, right? I mean, there's money to be made there, right? Or release another beer. The like brewery release- came out, and, like the actual brewery, uh, Anheuser-Busch, has come out and said, if you're a distributor and you're selling Budweiser products and craft products, if your Budweiser products are on a minimum of 98% of your sales, we're no longer paying you this stipend, if you will. Oh, they get a spiff every month or whatever? Yeah. For- right. Yes. But they will only do it if your sales are 98% or higher of ABI products. Number one distributor last year in Budweiser's terms and the way that they lay it out was Cry Distributing in the entire country. In, here in St. Louis? In St. Charles. St. Charles. Just in St. Charles. That's unbelievable to me. Because that's, that's why they're all dropping the craft brands. That's yeah. why and you know, Cry only carries ABI brands now. Yeah, and that's been quite a while that they've they've been doing that. That's when they started that program. Mm-hmm. But now everybody huh. else is learning from that and saying, okay, AB is going to give us more money if we drop all our shit. Hey, so we've talked about you know Golden Road getting crap, uh, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, and then um, Ten Barrel. Nobody said shit when the brewery, the brewery being the name of the brewery uh, out of California, nobody said shit about them getting bought out. They didn't get, yeah, they, me, they didn't get bought out. Yes. They had an investment group that wasn't a larger brewery, a, lo- they, a larger brewing company. What is an investment group then? It's just a company that's going to flip them to Anheuser in five years for a billion dollars. And if that's the case, then I think that's when they'll get their, 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 People come are, up and if you will. There but, is not uh, one single fucking brewery in this country that would not take an enormous yeah, amount of money I, for their. No, beer. but you can't pick There's and no choose one. which which breweries and who buys them to be better or worse than another. That's where I, our I, argument I, between Lagunitas and Anheuser came. Just because Anheuser didn't buy the brewery, another company bought them just to flip them and make a profit on. Like, but it wasn't a brewery that bought them. It was they're going to. I guarantee group. they get sold to. And if that's a case, Anheuser, you know, that's when they'll get their hell. That's when they're all going to get up, bought up. You know, the one that surprises me that mm. nobody ever bitches about is Ballast Point. I mean, because nobody knows Constellation. Yeah. You know, that's all. They're, it's a liquor. Mexican. I mean, it's yeah. a liquor it's a, wine company. But they're, they're, they're Mexican, Mexican beers. Yeah, but Corona also they are the exact same as Anheuser or Anheuser Busch and Inbev to the liquor and wine world. And I mean, and they they have beer too, but. They're the exact same thing. They're a monopoly that buys up all these breweries 
And because they're not Anheuser-Busch, no one gives a fuck about them. Yep. But it's the exact same thing. But this is the this is the, and I mentioned this on the on the St. Brew show. This is just the trend of everything. Everything now, you're a startup. Like it, you are a startup technology company. You want to be bought by a bit. Like everybody, I think, is positioning themselves at Trace least. Combust. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do. I like if if you are starting a brewery and don't at least. I think a lot of people have an eye on, hey, 10 years down the line, you know what I want? I want somebody to come and buy me out for $50 million or whatever that price point is. I can. A lot of people that hate on the breweries for selling out, don't, I, don't, I think they miss the whole point of, like, you've opened a business, right? Like, businesses are going to make money. And I think... Okay, but the, the corollary to that is how many, how many craft breweries depend on a certain amount of small market loyalism from their customers and exploit that for that profit, right? I mean, you're, you're tapping into a community. You are part of a community. And so when, it's, when you sell out, it's not, just, you know, it's not just that you've sold out to a larger conglomerate. It's that you feel betrayed that that sense of this brewery is with me in the community. I, I kind of no get, get what you're saying, um, but I don't have I don't, I don't get attached to shit like that. Oh, like I don't either. Do. But I do think I do think the backlash, a lot of the backlash from these breweries, is because of that. Sure, it's because these breweries come in, they're part of the community, and they they really they 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 push that narrative. I think for some reason, craft beer, like when people come to a bar. <laughs> and, Sorry, I muted my mic, but that cough really came through everybody else's. I apologize. <laughs> Consumers have a different relationship with a brewery than they do with your gas station or your local clothing store that you buy stuff from, right? Because you can come in and brewers are always hanging around or the owners are around. And I think maybe they have a connection. And for some reason, people have this yeah. feeling that they're entitled to more because of that, people do that here, though. I, I know, and, and, it's, it's and I don't know like, that it's a good thing. Like, I don't think people deserve to have that I, entitlement. I I'm not saying people, whether or not it's justified, wanted, but I think this is what's happening. Yes. I mean, I think people feel betrayed on a very personal level because, like you said, they get to hang out with the brewers. You know, they were they were first in line on opening weekend. They come in and try every new release. You you know, the bartenders know my name, and when they sell out to a larger conglomerate, they feel betrayed because they no longer feel special. They no longer feel like it, it, that's it. They don't feel as special, and that's the that's uh, that's the crux yeah. of it. Right? It's absolutely human nature to be connected to something anytime that you can. You want to grasp on and say, I really like this because of X. Sports and are a prime example, right? I mean, sure, I identify with absolutely. my hometown team. I mean, you just I, described. We've all shed a tear over a sports team. Sometimes sports they, is a great example. I was going to say music. Like, I was really bummed out when Chris Cornell died last week. I've never met the guy I don't yeah. know, or anything. He wasn't my friend, but I like Soundgarden. And I was like, oh, man, Chris Cornell died. That's because you but, can. But I think sports is an even better way of putting it. I mean, when people talk about the Blues, I'm, I'm one of these people. We won. We won. We won. God, I just want us to win the cup one time. I'm not a part of that organization. I've never put on ice skates. I mean, I have, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you just want to. You got that connection. I don't. And I, and I, I, don't, I think. I don't know if it's detriment or not, but I, I think that yeah, people expect more when they don't necessarily have it coming to them. And... So I think a lot of the backlash is for for no good reason, really. Oh, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not saying the backlash is justified. I, I I'm just explaining. I think why it happens. Like I think there are people that really feel betrayed by these things. Yeah. And I think that's the. In the know. end, no one. I mean, really, like 
every person that would ever start a business or anything you could do, everyone is out there to make money. And I'm one of those people, I, I could give a shit less. I, I, I want to hang out with my friends, I want to drink a beer. But if someone came up and offered me a bunch of money just to buy shamrocks, I would take it. Yeah. I don't give a shit what the money is because I got thirty eight dollars in my pocket. I'll double it <laughs> if you if you make it forty three. It's sold. Done. Okay. He took your forty three, but not Mark's uh, seventy six. <laughs> I right. missed. This that. is why he's a bad businessman. <laughs> <laughs> he was willing to sell his yeah, this is for seventy four dollars. All, all I know is that we're, the menu at Shamrocks is changing tomorrow. No more horseshoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I've always wanted to try it, but I've been too afraid. <laughs> But I mean, really, like, I mean, it, it, it just, there's so much opportunity for people when, when, you, when you're a small town guy and you have a dream, when you're a home brewer and you say, I just want to, I mean, just like you, I mean, you built this place from the ground up with no loan, no nothing, and you said, I, I just want to have my own brewery. Well, I mean, at any point, if you grew it to the point that it was big enough to where someone said, hey, I'll offer you some money, and you could get paid and then go and do another thing with under a different name, you'd fucking take it because that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, no argument for me. Mark, your companies aren't worth a shit, but, I mean, <laughs> if someone did that... Probably more valuable than both of ours. I absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> both of the, the premier both them. <laughs> casino party company in St. Louis. <laughs> Facebook Speaking ad of, official. Did you, did you do trivia for us by chance this week? Uh, I didn't. I didn't know we no. were doing that. Okay, I, can, I didn't know either. So, sorry. Didn't I mean to put you on the spot. No, I, that'll be a... Uh, from now on, we'll do a regular thing where Mark's going to do some trivia questions and we'll uh, <laughs> let you guys play along. Yeah, so uh, I guess this is a good time to plug our, our social media stuff because we're going to... Add, we have a Facebook page. Yes. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Brews Room. And we'll post... Uh, you know, Maybe what we'll do is I'll post the trivia questions up there before next show. And you can kind of play along at home and then... Or Google him if you're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He comes up with some tough ones. He does. We know a lot about beer. Between the four of us, well, the three of us that are answering the questions, we know a lot about beer. But he's come up with some good ones that have stumped us before. I feel like our answer rate is less than... I mean, mean, we don't answer as many as we... We don't answer them right as many as we get wrong. I think that's untrue. Oof. Yeah, no, I think I we think used to do three questions, and the first one was easy, and you got every one of those. I think for the most part, and the the middle one was I think you got in the eighties between the three of you, and the last one I'd say sixty percent. I don't think I ever straight up stumped you with one. Oh, I think so. If I gave you time I think enough, so. I bet it's less than fifty percent. Yeah, but we, the thing with being on the show, we can't just sit here and think without talking about <laughs> right, anything. So I do yeah, eventually, yeah. Give we just you have like to wrap it up real quick. Stuff. You start giving us hints too. Yeah. That usually helps out a lot too. <laughs> It rhymes with talist toint. <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> it's palace point. Oh. oh. All right. <laughs> on, on that, that note. note. Yeah. <laughs> Should we go ahead and start wrapping it up? Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the first episode back for the Bruise Room. The Bruise Room recapped. Oh, that's really good. Isn't that's it? really good. I One of our customers credit. came over that. Bobby Sherwin. Oh, he's, that's he's really, really listen, good. So, Bob, yeah. here's your shout out. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. The Bruce Room recapped. Oh, my God. He will lose his shit when he comes in here and hears that we talked about. I hope so. Said his name so. on here. <laughs> he's, like, he's one of those guys like he wants that. He wants to know that we we uh, we, we repped him on the show. So, 
All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in. We're going to be doing this each and every week. They're posting on Wednesdays? Thursdays. Uh, Thursdays. Thursdays. So every Thursday, check us out. Download us on your favorite podcasting app. iTunes. Yes. iTunes. Stitcher. iTunes. And we are part of, I uh, want to give a big shout out to St. Brewis Radio, who is uh, our umbrella corporation. I mean, they were. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Justin Phelps. There are ABN Beth. We hope to get popular enough to get bought out by a larger <laughs> podcast company. Uh, but a big shout out to Justin uh, from St. Bruce Radio for setting up uh, us with his uh, show last week. That show's up online and, and too. And the fail guy, uh, Blake Fail. Blake Fail. Blake Fail. We can't, yeah. we can't, leave we Blake can't out. forget. Did the our fail show? Guy. Did uh, St. Bruce Bruce Room Reunion? Is that live now on the? Uh, it will, it be, will be by, by the, the time, time this, you listen to that. So All right, cool. They post it tomorrow, actually. But, All right, so uh, they'll be able to go back and listen to that also. Correct. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate we'll you guys. See you next week. Yep. See you. See you. Thanks for listening to The Brewers Room, brought to you by St. Brewis Radio. We hope you enjoyed this week's show, but who are we kidding? Of course you did. This show's awesome. We'll be back next week. If you want to meet any of us live, you can come up to Exit 6 at 5055 Highway N in Cottleville, Shamrocks at 4177 Veterans Memorial in St. Peter's, or check out one of Mark's trivia shows. The schedule can be found at questionablepursuits.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Brewers Room or on Facebook at facebook.com slash thebruiserroom. You can always download any of our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or any of your other favorite podcast apps, or stream us at stbrewis.com slash thebruiserroom. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, keep drinking them beers. <laughs>